Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine Saint Clair. All aboard! Voila! You see, thank you so much for joining me today. You look great, though. Like you haven't aged since ECW wrestling. Like that's the honest truth. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. You look very good too, and I do appreciate that. And we both look good. We're both very lucky, I think. I know both. it's insane. Like, have you seen a lot of the wrestling that's been going on lately on TV or just in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow it. You know, I watch. I watch it diff- through different eyes. Same eyes as probably you. You know, we watch it differently. I like to watch certain people. You know, so I like to see what's going on. You know, I'm always going to do that. I'm a fan. That's why I'm in this business. You know, that's why. You know, that's what you want to do. So, um, so yeah, I follow what's going on. I watch certain people that I know from the independents that I'm very proud of them. They're in NXT, they're whatever MLW everywhere, AEW. You know, uh, and I'm happy for people, you know, and uh, I check out the product. I always will. And I, I do it as long as I could, you know, and I can't do it no more. I can't do it no more. Yeah, I don't know. I get really scared because I work with the deathmatch wrestling company and deathmatches now versus like what we were doing, like hardcore back then. It seriously is like a deathmatch. Have you seen any deathmatch wrestling as of late? And did you ever think wrestling would go this far? <laughs> Well, uh, you know what? I haven't seen anything as of late. You know, I, I've seen, uh, you know, all that CZW did a bunch of stuff and stuff like that, some Japan stuff. But honestly, recently, and I, and this is, see, I'm talking a while ago with CZW too. I have not seen what they're doing now. I don't know what they're doing. I, I think it's crazy. I always thought it was crazy then. Nothing against it. I respect the guys. I mean, they got more balls than I got. <laughs> you know, you know, that's not just, those matches are not for me, but that to, to each their own, you know, that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do, you know, but I wish them luck. I just, uh, you know, it's just crazy. And you're involved in it. Yeah. It's like you go home, you don't know whose blood is on you. And then like three days later, there's, I, I was shampooing my hair today at the hair salon and the girl's like shampooing my hair and just blood coming out of it. She's like, did you cut your head? I'm like, no, no, it's a long story. Like I can't explain it to you because you just won't understand you're a civilian. So yeah, you don't get nine it. And a half, yeah, not in a half hour. I don't have to have explained this life. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's scary because like I didn't shampoo my hair since I think Saturday. So it, uh, I think it really needed it. I just so what 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 company is that? Because I'll follow it. XPW Wrestling. Oh, I know it. Oh, I actually I know that because I see advertisements and stuff. Yeah. Is, is now is that is that XPW from way back when? Yeah. They, they brought it back. Okay. See, I, I do. I don't see too much online, but I I, I have seen it with your uh, with a picture of you. So is that what is that all about now? What is that? Um, it's death matches. It's fun, but I mean, these guys. I mean, they, so who's they running it? Is, is oh, it it's new? Rob Black that's running it. It's Rob Black that's oh, running it. Yeah. It's wow, Rob wow. Black 2.0. <laughs> we, we, we want to talk about going back in time. That's ECW time. Because basically ECW closed down. And then, you know, XBW opened up. Uh, you know, CZW opened up. Or they were, I think they were open already. But, you know, it was yeah, they were definitely open. But yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. Wow, wow. I didn't know that was actually, I didn't know that that was all the same people behind that. All right, well, good for you. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun so far. I remember working for MLW like the first couple of shows when Court started, and you're you're an MLW now. Tell us about that. I see that you have a new tag team partner and this whole thing. It looks cool, by the way. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm actually having fun. You know, they they called me last year to do the battle riot, which I did. 
Um, and, it, you know, it was just like, you know, one and done. And, and that was it. Then they called me and they asked me if I wanted to come back and do a couple more shows. You know, and uh, the locker room was really cool and stuff, you know. So And, and I know a lot of the guys anyway. So I was, you know, I, I thought it was fine. And, you know, I said, okay. And then I went and did a couple more for them. And then, uh, you know, they reached out again. And then they, you know, they were asking me, if, you know, maybe bring back the FBI. I mean, I got to give it to them. They they thought of it. You know, it was their idea to, you know, bring back maybe a partner. And, you know, I said, yeah, so whatever you guys want to do, you know. And then uh, I knew who Ray Jazz was already. They were already thinking of Ray Jazz. And, uh, you know, uh, Ray Jazz, I think, is great. You know, he's ranked number seventh in the country in in uh in like college collegiate and amateur wrestling you know and uh and i believe he's gonna be a star one day he's gonna be way beyond me he's gonna he's gonna leave me but i'm having a lot of fun yeah hopefully he's having fun and hopefully mlw is you know happy with us for now and you know we'll see where it takes us you know whatever you know nothing lasts forever i know that so so we'll see what happens but i am having fun there it's 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 a good place to be uh nice people and we'll see what happens. What do you think is one of the things you miss the most about, I guess, wrestling as much as you did at one point, if there is anything you really miss? Well, no, no, there's definitely a lot I miss. The simple things, and I still could fly out, not, not a lot, but a good amount, which I hate doing, but I miss when it was back in the day before all the craziness and stuff like that. You know, it was so, I mean, I've been flying since 94, going to Japan for UWFI. Well, I was only like 24, 25 years old. We're doing that every three weeks. And and then, of course, then ECW, then WWE. And then, you know, traveling got hard with 9-11 and then, you know, and all this other crazy stuff going in the world and around the world. But one of the things I actually do miss sometimes would be the traveling and the camaraderie of everybody hanging out and, and, and together but not so much traveling every day on the plane, which, you know, sometimes that's what's done. You know, you're going from country to country and stuff like that. But, um, you know, and, and I miss the guys. You know, what's scary is, you know, I worked there for like eight straight years. I'm with these people, you know, at one point, probably 260, 70 days a year. Maybe towards the end, I was on the road, maybe 170 days a year. But and then all of a sudden, one day you go home and then it's all, you know, they cut ties with you and it's all over. And all these people that you've been living with, like we always say, you see them more than your family. 100% true when you're on the road full time. That's just the way it is. And then that family's taken away from you. So, you know, that's something also to the younger guys, you got to know, you know, but you might make it someday and, you know, someday, you know, it could get taken away. And it, and it kind of, it does suck. But, you know, life goes on. Nothing you could do, you know, so. No, I miss I miss a lot of little things, a lot of little things, you know, not just not just in the ring, the brotherhood, uh, all, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. So and, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I just think the worst part of it is when you have some kind of a friendship with these people over the years and then they pass away. Like, that's a sad part of anything in life. Yeah, that happens too. I've had a lot. Of, yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of those those and, and you know, most of them, Spicoli, we're going way back to, uh, you know, ECW and, and so many more. I want to start naming names and bring it down. But, and those are brothers you're never going to see again. Those are not, It's not like, you know, you lose your job. I still keep in contact with certain guys through the phone. Very limited, but it's been a long time, you know. But uh, unfortunately, the guys that pass away, you're never going to see them again, no matter where you are. You know, you're never going to catch up with those guys. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. The business is a, is a, is a crazy place. It is a crazy place, but you know what? I love it. I always loved it. I've watched it since I was 10 years old. I used, my father's taking me to Madison square garden and stuff like that. Right. Well, every Monday night or every other Monday night, cause it was on MSG every other month. 
So I was able to watch it there, and then he would always take me. So I'm a lifelong fan. I live a good dream, and it's still going, believe it or not. I don't know how, but it is. Yeah, you're lucky. What is it? Like, what's the secret? I'm sure a lot of people ask you, what is the secret to you still being able to get up there in the ring and go with the young guys? You know, because you could go. I know that you have an amazing athletic ability. Yeah, well, I I don't know. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I do take it easy. I appreciate what you're saying, but you know, I'm, I mean, I I and a lot of times when I wrestle, a lot of these guys are very respectful, you know, and they and and they know I've been doing it a while. And I'm, you know, I have a few nagging injuries, and I do got to be careful. Uh, I do have a, a regular gig that goes on outside of this that pays all my bills right now. You know, uh, I enjoy wrestling. I like getting in the ring. Getting in the ring helps me want to look good. I still go to the gym, you know, I'm still tanning. It gives me something, you know. Uh, but as far as, you know, going with the other guys, like I, I, like I said, I watch NXT and I watch AEW and I watch, you know, obviously, I love you. You know, sometimes I watch those guys and I'm like, oh, man, no, because I don't want to slow them down. But there's just certain things I can't do anymore, you know. So uh, the, everybody's very good with, you know, placing me in and my suggestions, other suggestions on what good for me and what I can do and stuff like that. Um but I do watch some of those matches and some of these other shows. And I'm like, wow, it's amazing. I'm like, how do they, how do they, how do they do it? And it's so funny because I'm, I'm sure other people used to say the same thing about us back in like ECW, you know, but it's just, you know, that's, that's what it is. That's just the business. And in 20, 30 years from now, all the other guys that are starting on TV now are going to be doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. So wrestling always, even like guys like Tito Santana, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, in wrestling, it seems like guys could stay around, you know, fans always appreciate them. Yeah, well, longer, the longer you're out of it, the less you're doing in the ring. But the fans don't care. They're just happy they're seeing you. Maybe seeing your one or two big moves for that night, you know. And I'm going back to, like, when you're wrestling in your 60s and 70s, people are still doing it nowadays. Yeah, I think so, right? I don't know. I go enough well, see, I see Tony Atlas out there. Tony Atlas Tony. is wrestling still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see him at certain shows, far in between. Or even if I'm not on the show, I'll see his name on the poster. Uh, Tito Santana, very limited, but they, they, they'll do something. They'll get involved, mostly conventions. So, um, yeah, yeah, I see a couple of guys out and about. Yeah, I don't, I think it's some kind of a drug for some people. Like, it's just in you, and you just have to keep going and going and getting more and more and just keep going into the ring because it is a special type of drug for some of us. What even drew you to wrestling? What made you decide, hey, one day I want to get up and do that? Well, I mean, I think we all have that same story. Like I said, me growing up since I was 10 years, I was in, let me see, I was in, in it was 19, first time I went to the guard, it was 1982 or 83. I think like Pedro Morales was shooting, feuding with Don Morocco. I used to watch it on Channel 9. I don't know why I started watching wrestling at such a young age. I always did. I never used to want to be a wrestler, but I, my, you know, I used to stay up late like a lot of kids and hide from their father because he used to be on a midnight back then, Channel 9, you know. Um, not that I hate I watched wrestling. They didn't mind it, you know, and my father and my parents were very supportive. And like I said, they started taking me to matches and stuff. And then uh, I wrestled in high school and, you know, all through, I always wanted to be a pro wrestler, but I never knew, like, I'm like, how would I ever get involved? Because back then in the 90s, there was no internet. There was no, you know, you had to actually know somebody to tell you about a wrestling school. Now you hit two buttons, a thousand schools can show up. It's, you know, it's just the way it is. But so back then I, I always wanted to be a wrestler. And uh, I was captain of my wrestling team in high school. And the coach sent us to Stroudsburg Wrestling Camp. And everybody in my grade also knew I was a huge professional wrestling fan all my life. You know, I was coached. I remember wrestling, dragged some of them down there with my parents going to shows. Um, and somebody came 
came to me and said, oh, there's a professional wrestler on the third floor. He's, a, he's an amateur wrestling coach. I said, who? So they're like, oh, the executioner. So now, at the time, I didn't realize that there was a thousand executioners and there's a million people under that mask. And I'm like, I know who that is because I see the executioner in WWE. Of course, as a little kid, I was thinking it was the same guy, not realizing they can use a different guy under the mask. So, you know, he wasn't the guy I was actually probably seeing. Anyway, I went and I met him and he said, oh, well, you're still in high school. He goes, Get, this was Jerry Fazio, actually. And he said, uh, you know, when you graduate this year, because I was a senior, so it was the summer wrestling camp. He goes, give me a call and we'll talk. And I called him and he brought me up to Mike, Mike Masters and Gino Caruso wrestling school in Parsippany, New Jersey. And uh, that's that's where I started with him, Kodiak Bear. And uh, that was it. That's, I just It just kind of happened in a way. I met somebody, not, you know, and if I didn't go to wrestling camp that year, I probably would have never met him. And it's because the coach made us go. Wasn't leave. I went on my own. It was summer. I was a senior. I'm like, I just wanted to get the season over with. You know, I wasn't really want to go to camp, uh, wrestling camp, especially at the time. You know, but if I didn't go, I wouldn't have met him, and my whole career probably would have been totally different. I may have gotten to business years and years later, but it would have been a different track. You know, I wouldn't have been the same. I don't think. What did you would? What do you think you would have ended up doing if you didn't meet him? Like, what other things did you want to be? Possibly growing up, like a slaughterhouse chief, or like I don't know, <laughs> chef. You know, <laughs> you know I, I honestly, I don't, I don't have anything because you know I didn't right out of high school. Like I said, I met him in high school. I didn't have plans. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I was, I knew I wasn't a good college. Guy. I wasn't great in school. I mean, I passed everything. Don't get me wrong. At high school diploma, I wasn't looking to go to college, especially back then. At that time too, you didn't realize that nowadays you need those papers, whether you could be great at the job or not. The worst guy in the world could have the papers and get the job. Meanwhile, the better guy can't get the papers, but he can do a better job. That's the way the world is. You need a high school. You need a diploma. Not a diploma. You need a college education nowadays. Um, so I, but I didn't know, like, I didn't have any plans of going to college and then this happened and then I ended up going to the wrestling school. And at that time I was working at my friend's bar bartending. I was making some money. I was doing that. I was working at a pizzeria. I had a few things going on, you know, to pay for the wrestling school too. But I was, so I really didn't have any plans. So it's not like I said, Oh, I'm going to be an electrician. And then wrestling came along, you know, I just, I didn't have a plan. It's just kind of like, I started doing this training right out of high school. I was only 19. I didn't, it was either I did this or I don't do this, go to college. And that would have stalled four or five years. And a lot happened and from 92 when I got involved until 98, say, you know, if I lost that five years to go to school, that was all ECW, being at ECW, my Japan thing, you know, which set me off to meet Paul Heyman and a bunch of people that helped with WWE. So, you know, I mean, it worked out, things worked out now, but, Nowadays, go to school. Even though you do the double, wherever you go, get an education. Just like like Rob Eccles, and I'm sure hundreds of others have uh, educations too. But Rob, you know, is a perfect example. I remember when he was before he was even in TNA. You know, he, I think he was still. I think he was teaching at that time. You know, and he was going to quit his job and be. You know, he wanted to be to, to do the wrestling. And I was already out of WWE at that time. You know, I know my bro, he got a great job. So I knew the business, but you know what? At least he has the backup. You know, he has that and end up, you know, he went to TNA and now he's in WWE. So he's doing great. But the bottom line is when if it's all said and done, it looks like he owns a couple of gyms. I don't think he'll ever be a teacher again. You know, he has a lot of stuff going on that he built for himself. But you know what? Worst came to worst. He could be a teacher. You know, oh, so. exactly. Now, yeah, so. 
This is, I started laughing and don't take this the wrong way. Um, so when you were saying you had some things going on, you're at the pizzeria working at the bar, it reminded me of this one line in Staying Alive, because I've watched Staying Alive more than anyone in this earth. I'm pretty sure I have. So it's this what well, yeah, I saw it, but I don't remember any lines from it. It's when he was talking to um oh, the one actress who was supposed to be his girlfriend in the movie, the short girl with the short hair or whoever, uh, Cynthia something. But she, yeah, I was like, yeah, I got to get something going on today. How did you come up with the name Little Guido? And was it in any way, shape or form offensive? Because I've called Guy Guidos before as a joke who really were like Brooklyn Italians. Oh, I'm not a Guido. It was just, you know, teasing. Sometimes they, you know, they take a fun suit. Sometimes they don't. No, no, I know, I know that because I'm Italian. I've, I've, I never got I never got offended myself, but I know what you're saying because I know people that really did get offended. And some of my friends, I'm like, who gives a shit? They call you Guido. Guido, that means Italian, you know, it's, what's the big deal? But um, so anyway, the way I got the name Little Guido was when I started with ECW, I started wrestling, you know, as Damian Stone. And then when uh, I bought uh, Tommy Dreamer, I knew Tommy for a while. And uh, he wanted to introduce me to Paul Heyman. So I went up there as Damian Stone, introduced myself to him. And he started letting me work shows as Damian Stone. But as that time was going on, as weeks were going on, he's always like, oh, you remind me of like a Joe Pesci type of guy, small but hot-headed. And he kept saying this. He kept saying this. And one day, uh, like two or three months in, I come into the show and he goes, you're going to be Little Guido. You're a little weird. You're a little hothead, hot-tempered, Joe Pesci. Get out there, get angry, and you're going to be with J.T. Smith. You're going to be the full-blooded Italians. I was like, okay. And then that was it. That's where the full-blooded Italians began. Now it's ending with Ray Jazz. Started with J.T. Smith, Tracy Smothers, you know, Tony Mamaluke. Mm -hmm. Tons of other guys. A lot of FBI members. Yeah, you've always been the single, like staple no matter what it's always been you yeah and you know what's funny and i'm gonna and it's not me everybody always thinks i started the fbi that's not true because jt smith started the fbi he was the full-blood italian by himself oh then when paul lee gave me that name because i was wrestling as damian stone when jt was wrestling as as the full-blood italian so then paul lee came up with little guido and made me and him cousins what was your initial opinion or what were your initial thoughts of Paulie when you met him? Uh, well, I met Paul a couple of times before ECW. I was at that. Uh, I, I met Paul in a Yonkers show one time. I was working for Tommy D and he brought a, uh, he was running a show for, with Todd and Dreamer and Taz. And there was a big mix up and Tommy's briefcase got stolen. Not by Paul. I'm just saying this was a, this was a big deal. Sandman was there. It was a, it was a whole thing. That's actually the first time I met him. Um, and then, I, you know, back then, like I said, every time I would meet somebody, like I used to watch Paulie at WCW and stuff like that, too. So, you know, I just knew when I first met him, I didn't know until I got to know him in ECW how he was. So I just know the Paulie I saw in WCW and stuff like that when I first met him. So, you know, I didn't have an opinion of him back in 1993. You know, he, nobody gave him all the nicknames, the genius and the, and the mad scientist. That didn't happen yet. You know, he was just left WCW and he just started, you know, with ECW. And this is even before. So, you know, me meeting him, he only lived, you know, and even now I live, you know, I'm in Rockland. Everybody knows he lives in Westchester. But when we used to, when we were in ECW, I used to go to Tommy Dreamer's house in Yonkers, leave my car there. Uh, we would get in the merchandise van. We'd go pick up. Well, get in the merchandise van if we were doing like Boston, New York, out, somewhere local. We go pick up Paul, who lived ten minutes away. 
and we would go to the shows. And then I would hook up on the, then I would go on the road. Paulie and Jimmy would travel again. Then I would jump in other cars with, who I usually would travel with. And then we would all come home together. So flying was the same thing. I would go to Dreamers, leave my car there, Dreamer. We take Dreamers car to pick up Paulie. Then we go to the airport. We all fly into town and stuff like that. So, and then I started work at the ECW merchandise office with Devon and Dreamer. Mm-hmm. So I got to know Paulie two different sides of him too. I saw that, you know, that, you know, I don't want to say the normal Paul, but you know, he's like, I saw him down, you know, just normal conversation now and in, in the mix of things and a hundred people want to talk to him. You know, I've been around him personally, you know, so it's different. It's just different, you know, and you know, we always listen and, and you bring up Paul and I'll tell you the truth. People always say, Oh, he owes you money. He owes everybody money. I said, listen, there's a lot of people that hate him. He did a lot for me. I take him for what he did for me. I can get, you hate him. And I, and I understand you hate him and you have the right to hate him. And I'm not hating you for hating him, but he did right by me. So what am I going to hate him because he did, you know, screw this guy on checks or, this, you know, it's not my, you know, you treat people the way they treat you. I'm not happy what happened with you, I guess you're saying, whatever. you know, it is, it is what it is. Does he owe me money? No. You know why he don't owe me money? It's because he got me paid for nine years in the WWE and he paid me for years in ECW. And yeah, did he, did he miss a few checks on me like everybody else? Yes. Yes. But at the end of the day, he also got my job in ECW and then he was my connection with WWE. That's how yeah, I got in there. Seem, yeah. People seem to forget that one thing, like if someone opened the door for you that opened much bigger doors that led to like huge places and huge things, it's sort of like a pain. It's, it's like being paid in a way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you need somebody to, 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 to not open the door, point you in the right direction. And, and unfortunately, there's so many great workers in the world that don't get that opportunity. You don't get that person to put him in front of the spotlight, you know, to, to show what he can do. And, and unfortunately, that's just because of the business. And it's, it's, it's getting better now as far as places to work. You know, that, that was the hard thing too. when it was just one place to work, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my opinion. And like I said, people have the right to hate him. They could hate him. I don't. I can't. It was so weird going there because I wasn't sure what to expect when I showed up. Um, I just knew that Paulie was a joker. He was funny. And I thought he was a complete genius, you know, and. uh, What year was that now? What year did you come? 97, 98? I think you were in. It was like 97, like 98 at uh, Living Dangerously in Asbury Park, New Jersey. And. uh, Yeah, that was. That, yep, that yeah. was 98 because I wrestled anti Fires Del Norte. It's one of my worst matches. Ask Tommy Dreamer if you ever talked to him. It was one of your worst. Who says it? <laughs> well, you, well, Tom says it, but the fans were saying it too when 5,000 people were chanting boring. It just didn't work, the match. <laughs> I get what he's saying. He's right. The match sucked. And I was on paper. That was terrible. It's a lot of miscommunication. Nothing against Andy Fires. We actually worked it out, you know, shows later, but, you know, it was, it was hard. There was no language barrier with him. And, you know, that one took time, but. It's all fun. Can't always have a good match. But not all, I mean, I don't think the fans always like recognize um, if something's wrong or if like you miss something because, you know, the person you went over the match with knows. Right. But I guess yeah, they, some people out there that are what we call them smart marks or something. That's what they call. Them. They yeah. know. And, you know, they want to chant you fucked up sometimes. That's actually part of the show. You know, they, they wait for somebody to, you know, the guy tried to jump to the top rope and balance but once he slips there's their opening to chant you know so that's actually part of the show that's not really you know and then you know it's coming you know like so before it even starts you know you know it's coming just like when you do something spectacular you know we know where they're gonna chant ecw you know 
miss something that should have been hit, they're going to chant, you fucked up. Yeah. Well, you hope that they don't catch on to it. You hope it's like they just kind of think they might know or whatever. I mean, it's hard to tell. And I, I remember that when we had ECW, right around that time, um, we had the whole age of chat rooms and message boards where people were actually hiding behind their keyboards. And, um, you know, when just, we started, like 96, 97, 98, right? Is that when those little things started, when people started becoming keyboard warriors, as I call them? So, yeah, it's like, um, yeah. And I, I don't know, like, do you think the internet has hurt wrestling in some way? Uh, I've heard other people answer that same question. I, I'm not sure. So I know it helped it. I'm sure, you know, it hurt it too in many different ways. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, if you ask, if you ask me the vibe, what, what do you mean by hurt? Overexposed it, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, but sometimes that's good because going into like an independent show, it has a lot of buzz and it's because of the internet. So I kind of think that's a good thing. There was never such thing that it used to be hang a few posters up in the town and hope whoever sees it comes to the show. Now you have guys that are tweeting, I'm going to be on the show. And, and, you know, so, I mean, I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing, you know, for the business. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm sure if I sat here and thought there's a few bad, you know, bad things that uh, I'm sure would, if the internet wasn't there, maybe it wouldn't be, you know, I don't know. I really don't have anything to back it up, you know, as far as that it, you know, it hurt the business. I mean, it exposed results. I mean, go back. Okay. So if you go back to the nineties, oh no, he was doing that on TV. Well, I was going to say when Bischoff was exposed in the results, that was actually on live TV. That wasn't on, uh, you know, I was almost saying, you know, so, so I don't know. I don't know. It definitely bettered the business in a way. I would think, you know, just by social media and be able to advertise yourself and promote yourself like Zack Ryder did. I think he was the first one to get over on the Internet when he was with I was still with him, I believe, in WWE. And he wanted a push and he started that in that, uh, his Internet show there. You remember that or no? Yeah, I remember the whole thing. I remember that. Then I was also that was him. You started. Him. Well, he did good. Right. But then you think about the whole thing with kayfabe. You know what I mean? And I, I just. I feel as a well, that one all time his reign a long time ago. I don't think he was the one that uh, that 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 did it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, that's that was exposed a while ago. But yeah, yeah. And then they would use like the, the the shoot terms, and I think that's what actually got it over. You know, that's what made it funny. You know, I think the wrestlers were laughing at it because we knew what he was talking about. But it's also educating people who maybe didn't know. You know what that actually was, and other people would say, "Oh, that means blah blah." blah. Now, no, they know, but. You know, I, I, I can't blame uh, Zach for that, for, for, for the no, business being post. And you got NWA, too. You got NWA out there, too. I didn't mention them earlier. I haven't followed him in, like, forever. I, I, I finally watched, like, Dark Side of the Ring, like, all, like, the whole series, the whole, every every single last episode. It was well. the weirdest thing. Yeah, it, it's just, you know, seeing it now versus, like, when it first came out, or even if I didn't know the business, I don't know if I'd want to be a part of it after you watch something like that, you know? Yeah, you know, a lot of people, you know, I mean, it's 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 a truth of the business, you know, it's not made up, it's just the way that, <laughs> you know, the way it can happen to you. You could, if you let the way, well, depending on which one you saw, and I'm not going to talk about any of them in specific, you know, some, of them. Of them, some of them weren't too positive, and I felt bad sometimes, you know, and it was, it was what it was, you know? So, yeah, it was like it was interesting. I think the ones with Eric Bischoff with that whole WCW tour over in 
North Korea or Japan. It just seemed like political theater with a bunch of wrestlers that shouldn't have been there that got shoved into some weird political thing. And it just looked dangerous, you know, more than anything else, just for the people. Which one are you talking about? It was one with Eric Bischoff. And um, I think they sent a bunch of wrestlers over to Japan or North Korea to do some shows. And there's just some weird stuff going on. And it was something oh, kind of weird. I never even heard of that. Thing. Yeah, it's it was just just really weird political thing that went on. It just it seemed we just off and dangerous. And um, then I watched one with Moolah. I watched everything till the end, including the one on on Rob Black, um, which was I didn't see Rob Black. I didn't see Rob Black's actually. And I should, <laughs> I should, you know why it won't let me watch it. There's certain ones I can't watch. It won't let me. You got to pay for the the subscription to either Peacock. I have a Roku TV, so I watch everything on Roku. I got to watch. Yeah, but there's certain ones they would let me watch and there's certain ones I can't. Yeah, the good ones you got to pay for. That's the thing. Yeah, you got to pay for it. Well, I'll check it out. I'm going to watch that one. Like I got a few, a few others. I've been watching The Rivals, too. Oh, you know? yeah. And those are good, too. And some of those are also sad stories. Like, you know, I mean, I grew up watching Jake the Snake, but obviously if you watch it, that's... You know, it's a, it is a sad ride. It's a great ride, but it's a sad ride. But then when I watched Jerry Lawler's, you know, it was uh, it, it was different. It was all, you know, it, you know, it was it was a good, happy story, you know, and, and Jake's the happy story, too. Now, you know, I'm glad he's doing good, but it seems like he had a rough, you know, for years, you know, battle addictions and all that stuff, obviously. Uh, but I was, you know, I was a big fan of him. But I'm just saying some of them, some of them, you know, I, I feel for some of the guys, you know, I hate to see that, you know, but I, I like Jerry Lawler's too. That was very inspiring and stuff like that. So, so the majority of them are good, but sometimes some of them, you know, it's, it's, you know, you, you take it to heart because you love the guys, you know, you, you don't want to see that happen to people yeah. like that, you know, and it's too late because it's over. Once the back comes out, you it already happened, you know, you know, and, and glad the guys are doing good. So. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting time that we're in right now in wrestling. I mean, I think cancel culture has definitely played a role in so many things, you know, not happening or just being kiboshed. And then the other things, do you think, what do you think is re- missing mostly in wrestling these days? Some people feel it's um, like the wrestlers are a lot different. They don't look like men or missing characters. Like everyone's answer is different on that one. I don't know. I don't know what, it, you know, I don't know what it's missing. Wrestling is always changing, you know. Um, you know, I mean, it's changed to a lot smaller guys everywhere. As you could say, it's not like it used to be 20 years ago. You know, when I was there, you know, you had Undertaker, you had big shows, you had big guys. I don't know, you know, well, you got Braun Strowman's there. You still got a couple of big guys, but all of them. And then you got, you know, you've got some bigger, muscular guys. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's missing. There's so much wrestling out there. You know, whatever you get out of one promotion, you get more of this than this. And, you know, watching all the different promotions. So, you know, I don't really have what I would have. That's something I would have to think about. I hate giving answers just to give one. And then it, it runs into me not making sense because I'm not really understanding what I'm saying, you know. So I don't I don't know. On top of my head. No, but I don't like I get what you're saying. And I think the last time you and I worked together, we were in England. And then among and I saw you at a bunch of the conventions and everything. And what would you say? Yeah, me, you managed me, didn't you? Or you managed me? I managed you in London. Um, me in London, right. All right, right. Okay. London. I was going to say, I thought it was me. It was did you. you know that, yeah, huh? you managed, yeah, did you know Meany at that time? If I knew him at the time, I knew him, but I he wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't there. Okay, okay. So you guys, you guys. Be there. So he, he couldn't be there on his own. It was something with his thing, whatever. I don't know what happened, so. Right, I remember. I remember something you said. Something you were supposed to come up. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. That. Well, how many years ago was that? 
That was like, I would say um, 2004, like 2002. 2002. And that's, uh, yeah, so that was after ECW. And I went to WWE in October 2002. So it was that same year. So obviously it had to be before. Uh, if, if, once I went there. It'd be probably the summertime around then, 2001, yeah. 2002. Do you yeah, ever hope that you get back to the WWE ever again? Like, would that be something you would do again? be on tv like well, that oh the, oh the wrestle i don't think i know i don't think i could uh i don't think i could go wrestle there full time no 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 i do you mean in different positions i would never say no you know it all depends on on what it is as far as a full-time wrestler full-time no i i, I wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't bear to do that uh, <laughs> and i don't think they would ask me you know and i don't think i would you know I, I would i have a lot going on here and i'm doing well and for me to give that up because there's no guarantees and that's just the way it is you know, the, you know, I can go there and you know, it took me 10 years to do what I'm doing and build everything up for me to give that away. And then God forbid, after a year, they don't want to use me anymore. And now I'm, I'm back to square one. Nothing against them, but that's, you know, it's a business. Uh, I, I know the way it is. You know, uh, different type of jobs is different, different capacity. I'm not saying wrestling, you know, but, you know, so would I ever go? But yeah, well, the, the, the position had to be right. The money had to be right. And, you know, I would go anywhere. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, so, so never, you know, I don't want to say the old slogan, never say never. No uh, reason. Yeah, we always I, say I, that. I don't have any intentions at the moment. Okay. Well, you never know what happens, but I could see you. I could still see you. No. I keep going back to the movie Grease for some reason or like staying alive. I could see you as like. Well, I used to come out staying alive. Huh? I used to come out in ECW. I, I remember out staying alive. But I could yeah. see you in like a movie Grease. Like if there was ever a really good reboot, if you was the high school coach. Well, I would. You know what? I hope somebody's listening. I know we had a lot of people out there yeah. listening. They want to cast me in a movie. I have a little experience. So, a lot, but yeah, I think you'd be perfect for something like that. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, what else do you have coming up soon? Do you have any signings? I know that you do a lot of the signings. Yeah, the autograph conventions. What are you doing these? Yeah, days? yeah. I, do. I don't. I don't have any signings coming up. Uh, I am off this weekend. Uh, next week, I have actually. The, we have a show up in the Palisades Mall. Um, up in, uh, yeah, up not, not far from me. It's right in the Palisades Mall up in uh, Congress, New York. Um, uh, we got uh, MLW has a show coming up in July. Um, so I'm, you know, not sure I'm on it yet. We'll see if they uh, invite me. I'll be there. So um, that's all new. And then um, that's really it. I got some independent shows. I don't have them on the top of my head. I would have to go look. But I got nothing, you know. Just keep it busy. That's all I got. Follow me on Instagram. I know you said you're going to plug it for me. Of course I would. So if people do want to start following you and seeing where you're going, how do they look at Like, What's your tag on Instagram, Twitter? Do you do Facebook even? Uh, no Facebook, but uh, Instagram is Nunzio uh, under slash Guido. And the same thing with Twitter. Same thing. Nunzio under slash Guido. Nunzio first under slash then Guido. That's all I have. I don't have Facebook. <laughs> I don't blame you. Facebook's like really a pain anyway to like keep up. It, with I'm struggling when I keep up with uh, with uh, yeah, Instagram. But tell you the truth, I do like it. I like it. I like to look around, see what people are doing. And, you know, you know, some personal stuff is good, too. You know, everybody has their own lives and stuff like that. It's nice to see what, what people are doing, especially people I like. You know, so yeah. it was great catching up with you. You too. I'm glad more than interrupted great up with you. Thank you so much for everything. And I hope I get to see you soon. Yes, see you down the line. Thank you. Yes, Bye. Uh, <laughs> Take care. Take care.